Previously on A Gay and a Non-Gay. Who do you think is going to win? Well, there's just so many awards. I guess the uh, the ultimate prize is the outstanding contribution to the kebab industry. Award. <laughs> <laughs> How can you make an outstanding contribution to the kebab industry? How can you, how can you make a, an outstanding contribution to the kebab industry? Kebab industry. <laughs> well, I don't know, but we'll find I'm out. I'm interested to know. I, is that like, you know, like Paul McCartney would win outstanding contribution to music. At well, the yeah, there must be a Paul McCartney type figure within <laughs> the kebab industry. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Dan's taking me to the Kebab Awards tonight. Do I have to get totally smashed beforehand, like really drunk, and uh, like try and pull some birds, and then go to the Kebab Awards? You do realise that kebabs aren't just what you're claiming they're to be. What do you mean? There's all different kinds of kebabs and varieties, and a cursory look at the nominations list will tell you that. Okay, I'm sorry to the so, kebabs listening. I've offended them. Dan's been trying to take me to the kebab awards for like, three well, years. three years now. <laughs> three years. Finally, I'm at breaking point and I'm going. I don't know why you wouldn't want to go. Because normally I'm going to like the Attitude Awards. If it was. Or like some fabulous LGBT event, the British LGBT Awards. If it was the Gay Kebab Awards, you'd be there now. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. It is going to be very non-gay. In I sense. know, and I hate that because I'm going to have to tell people I'm gay, and that's really dull. <laughs> so, like every single conversation we have is going to be like, "Oh, yeah, we do a podcast called Again and a Non-Gay," and then they'll be like, "Oh, do gays eat kebabs?" And I'll be like, "Well, y- yeah." I don't think anyone's going to say, "Do gays eat kebabs?" There's an amazing kebab shop in Newcastle upon Tyne. Um, called the Happy Chip. Right. And they sell poppers because they're just opposite the gay club. <laughs> Are the poppers legal? Well, they're room odorizers. What, like oust? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. Well, you don't sprinkle it on your carpet. You it, sprinkle it, what? what have you never heard of poppers before? I've heard of them. I, it's this, it's this, like this stuff in a bottle, right? Yeah. You sniff it. Yeah. But it's the same shit that like you clean your room with. No. I didn't say that. I said they sell it as a room odoriser, which is why it's legal. It's not legal to sniff it. But that bottle. What, as like code? What do you mean as code? Look, to be honest, I'm not an expert on poppers, but what are you, what are you asking me? Well, a few what things. What do you know about them? It's this shit in a bottle that looks, I don't, I don't even know what it really looks like. You sniff it and like it loosens your ass. Right. Right. <laughs> I think so. I was told that when I was younger that if you sniff poppers, that like makes it easier. My next question is: so they sell it as room odorizers? Is that like that's how you can get away with selling it? So yeah. if you go to somewhere and buy some room odorizers, is that just like everybody knows that that's poppers, or will you end up with some oust? A gay and a non-gay. I promise I'll try and have a good time, but I imagine it will be a non-gay fest. I'm having a really good time, Dan. Well, hey. We've arrived at the National Kebab Awards 2019. The creme de la creme of kebab, the kebab world. This event, it seems to be put on by the Centre for Turkish Studies oh. or something. So oh, right, I think okay. it's a very Turkey-heavy vibe. What's the Turkish vibe towards, like, LGBT rights? It's, uh... Not good. It's not good. You can be gay, but they don't have any, like sexual orientation or gender identity civil rights laws and um, you can't get married should I have not posted the Turkish flag earlier in a a lol way you should probably not have invited me to the kebab well no it's not their fault is it the kebabs the food is so good this is like the best starter I've ever had in my life food is incredible they basically bought an all you can eat kebab shop buffet to the table so there's falafel chicken 
lamb, hummus, like all you can eat. This chicken is so tender. And they're only missing chips. I'm having so much fun now, I'm worried I won't say anything anymore. Yeah. Apart from the politics, which I'm finding a little troubling. How was your first Kebab Awards? <laughs> James had a way of a time. It was so funny. <laughs> I was, at like one point, I think, I don't know if we recorded it, but I did turn to you and go, it's actually a good crack. Got to give a massive congratulations to Archway Kebab, uh, local kebab shop to, to me. They won the coveted best takeaway in London. Here's the real tea, okay? <laughs> I'm spilling the tea. Here's the Turkish tea. Here's... <laughs> It's the Turkish state. There was a lot of politicians at this event. Yeah, God knows why. Because it's next to Parliament. That's like GAY is next to Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament, but you don't see MPs rocking up at GAY every bloody Saturday, do you? They might be in the dark room. You wouldn't see them, would There's you? There's no dark room in GAY. <laughs> they don't go to the Sea Life Centre, which is only over the river, just because it's there. Literally. If there was an event at the Sea Life Centre, like nah. it was the Whale of the Year Award or something. <laughs> and the, and the, the would be... Whale of the Year Award. <laughs> and, they, and they got invited, they'd be there, <laughs> wouldn't they? Every time somebody made a really good point about the kebab industry, James would just laugh. They were drawing these incredibly, like, huge assumptions based on facts that I don't know where they got. Where did they survey these people? But they were like, 80% of people that voted Labour have had a kebab in the last month. Right. Versus 20% of people that voted Conservative have had a kebab in the last month. Yeah. And where did they get those figures from? Ipsos Mori, probably. Anyway, so they were spouting out facts like that, and I just was like, what is this? What is this? Like, I didn't realise... No, they they I didn't realise kebabs were political. The host was like, it's not just kebabs, it's chicken sheesh, it's falafel. You know, there's lots of different things involved in the kebab community. And also, if you're a politician and you're at the kebab awards, Go back to work and fix Brexit. <laughs> okay. Do you well, not agree? Not really, because I think... I know they got to eat, but, you know... I think that's a, a nonsensical argument. You can't be working on things 24 hours a day. A lot of the people at the kebab awards were saying, you know, Brexit's going to ruin our, our kebab industry. The fact that they were literally saying that, and then all the politicians there lapping it up, it's weird, it's grotesque. Like, uh, they should have not had it now, and they should have been like, we're cancelling tonight's... <laughs> kebab awards because we think the people that have been invited need to actually do some work that's what they should have done that's oversimplistic and okay, actually well i'm always oversimplistic you, you'd delay it well, indefinitely until brexit gets sorted when's that never another great kebab awards <laughs> see you there next year Queer Eye is back and so is Non-Gay Eye. Yeah. Dan uh, likes to lend his non-gay eye to the LGBT community. Yeah. Because um, if the Queer Eye Fab Five are looking after all the non-gays, who's looking after the gays? Exactly. <laughs> so um, get your non-gay eye queries in. Us at gaynongay.com. Or you can just tweet at gaynongay or get on our Instagram at gaynongay. Shall we do it? non-gay eye okay this question comes from callum i'm 16 and i'm not sure how to come out to my mum over to you dan <laughs> well it's not really my place to tell gay people or lgbt people how to come out right is it this is non-gay eye so it actually is your place to do that and with absolutely no context <laughs> what do you want me to give you i can't well i don't know what but callum said i don't know anything else if his parents are homophobic Right. Then that's a different well, kettle of fish, okay, isn't it? Yeah, cool. Of course it is. Can we just get on with it? Well, I, it's not just getting on with it, is it? Like I've got this guy's like life in my hands that you just like <laughs> thrown thrown on me because you think it's funny for me to answer it, and not you. Okay. Well, I, partly because I get, I actually do answer quite a lot of questions like this from 
our listeners right on instagram so i thought it might be fun for you to give it a go <laughs> what with this plus level also, of... I, plus also i have replied to callum so callum oh, okay, is all so good what was so your is, advice well no i'll tell you after this is right. your this is your platform over to you well with absolutely no context it's it's incredibly difficult to give sure to lend a non-gay eye to this okay, right what the, <laughs> like what do you want me to say so, well, I, <laughs> don't throw that at me because i know people will hate on me for that for throwing this at you but like i said like i've spoken to callum already he's i'm not telling you anything else this is like this is your safe space no one is going to judge you for anything i would probably have a backup place to go right okay in case it goes tits up okay but again that's easier said than done potentially so i don't really know and i'd also maybe suggest doing like a, a low-key sort of practice coming out to a friend or so you know kind of exactly what you're going to say. What's a low-key practice coming out? Well, someone who kind of already knows that you're gay or you know for a fact isn't asked, Right, okay. And see... see. So like a best mate. Yeah. Or, like a chill best mate. Yeah. Or... And see how... Just sort of, you know, rehearse with them. Right, A bit okay. like if you go for a job interview, you might do like a practice job interview. Okay. That kind of thing. Cool. Would you not think that's a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I came out to my ex-girlfriend... Your ex-girlfriend? The first person I told I was gay was my ex-girlfriend. Right. Who was she? What do you mean, who was she? Well, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Yeah, when I was like 15, we didn't even get past holding hands. Right. Shout out to Sammy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just told her. And what did she say? I can't really remember. I think she was just like, okay. I literally don't remember. Is that bad? No, not really. It's quite traumatic, so you sort of just park... I think I just put it in a box. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. There's no context, is there? So... Great. Non-gay eye. If you've not heard our brand new Radio 1 collaboration yet, um, check out Lifehacks in the BBC Sounds app right now. We've teamed up with Katie Thistleton and Dr. Rada for four special episodes, deep diving into some issues affecting the LGBT community. And they're both just amazing. We're so excited that we've teamed up with them. Um, and Dr. Rada is an expert, so she's much better at doing the admin than Dan and I. The first two episodes are out now. The first one's all about depression in the LGBTQ plus community. And Dan knows lots about that. Uh, the second one is all about coming out and there's another two episodes to come. Yeah, I do love that you are kind of like now an expert at being non-gay, but yeah. also an expert in LGBT mental health. Like, I think you are wearing that badge with honour. Am I? Yeah, literally in, in our first episode, we just literally sat down at Radio 1 and within eight minutes you were showing off about reading The Velvet Rage. I wasn't showing off, I was just providing context. No, you were like, oh, by the way, guys, I've read this book called <laughs> The Velvet Rage. Radio 1's Life Hacks. One. I read this book called The Velvet Rage. Oh, here he goes. That's... <laughs> I can't, I can't recommend highly enough. I actually okay. got it with me if you want to borrow it. Oh, really? It's, it, it's, um, and it's taught me a lot about um, why uh, LGBT people are often depressed um, to do with this concept of shame and re- re- repre- repressing the fact that they're, that they're LGBT. Um, and since reading that, um, it, it was a real eye-opener, actually, for, for me, because as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, I've seen all this before. And I've seen it with James, basically, in, in doing the podcast. And our second episode is all about coming out. So if you need advice on how to come out or how to make it a safe space for an LGBT person in your life to come out, then have a listen to that right now. Both episodes are available on BBC Sounds or on your favourite podcast app. Just search Life Hacks. Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app.